October 11th. You guys are going to be here and you're going to be seeing fucking Courtney Taylor, Joel Good, and Leslie Battle on October 11th. Give it up. Not necessarily in that order. Yeah. Fuck yeah, it is. October 11th, be here in my fucking living room. I will have maybe more decorations. We'll see. It's October 11th. Lampshade Media presents live. This is Lampshade Media presents Mr. Kidnap Your Wife with Walter Yosef. All right, here we are, Walter Yosef. Yeah. Welcome to Lampshade Media Presents, Mr. Kidnap Your Wife. Thanks for having me, Mel. First of all, I have a, like, Mr. Kidnap Your Wife, like. Yeah, yo wife. Yo wife. Yo wife. Yo, like Y-O. Yes, uh, Olivia was very, uh, very serious about the yo. She okay. wanted to make sure I didn't say your. Okay. Which I was a little <laughs> uncomfortable with, you know, but. She seemed to think it was okay. Like I <laughs> <laughs> You're just passing the message on. Well, like, you know, I just trust uh I just trust my guests implicitly, you know? Cause I feel like all of the people that I've talked to on this show just they just love, you know, me and they would never want anything bad for me or, or Lampshade Media, right? I mean <laughs> I <laughs> <laughs> Yes. <laughs> Yeah, so how do you feel about it? This is the first uh, official uh, episode under our new uh, name, and I'm very excited about that. You know, this is a very momentous occasion. Yeah. Um, it's not every day, you know, it's not every episode you change the name, right? Yeah, this is a brand new episode under the new name, and but, like, I just can't help but wonder, like, is the wife here? Like, it's... Apparently, sh- uh, the wife is with Dustin Meadows. Uh, that's what okay. Olivia uh, said, is that uh, Dustin Meadows kidnapped her wife. Was it Olivia's wife or someone else's wife? Uh, I don't know. It didn't... Just a wife. I, I, I seem to recall... Now, this is a long time ago, and I may have been stoned, but I seem to remember that it was not Michelle. So I don't know like who the wife is that No, Michelle stole. is future wife. So there is a wife somewhere that has yeah. been kidnapped. <laughs> there is, like, yeah, there is a wife around that was once Olivia's, but is now uh, apparently somehow uh, in Dustin's uh, world. Clarifying question. Is this wife a cat? <laughs> I have no idea. Because I know Olivia like likes cats. And she does like the cats. <laughs> if she had a wife, it would most likely be a cat, I think. <laughs> and I say that like as a compliment. I fucking love cats. Like I would have a wife for a cat. I don't know. <laughs> how many how many cats is too many cats for you? Um, okay, so you have your bed, however many cats can fit on the bed. <laughs> Any more over that. Too many. That is just one too many at that yes. point. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's fucking great. All right. So, uh, tell me about your uh, your starting out. You uh, did you? Am I, I? I looked up some information online. Okay. All right, and uh, I found out that you had a show. You started open miking in uh, 2016. 
Yeah, that sounds about right. Uh, for, about four years ago, we're in 2019. 2015. Oh, yeah? Yeah. And then maybe I got more active on Facebook with it in 2016. All right. Yeah. Well, uh, you know, information online is usually bullshit, but I thought I'd just uh, ask you. So, yeah. like, what was that about? You just, like, randomly <laughs> or, like, did you, like, have a, a desire or, like, what, what, was the, what was the story there? Um, it was kind of random, but also, like, I'd watched stand-up comedy, like, since I was a child. Like, I loved watching stand-up. Yeah. And, like, but I never saw myself as a performer. I was always an audience member. I appreciated it very much. And, like, I used to write a lot, but I'd write, like, like short stories and poetry and that kind of stuff. And I would share it with my sister and she really liked, you know, and she encouraged me. And But I was like, no one's going to read my stuff. There's so many writers. Like, no one's going to read my stuff. I should take it to them. And so okay. I started turning some of the things I had written into jokes that I could perform and, you know, just, like, take my stuff to the people instead of waiting for them to come to it. There's something about that, like, that immediate feedback, right? Yes, yeah. And, like, um, one time, actually, I did a, a poem on stage and it was like two minutes long and I read through it. And at the end, people clapped, but they were very silent throughout the whole thing, which, you know, like they were trying to listen. But also, like, it made me uncomfortable. I'm like, do you guys like it or not? Why is everyone so quiet? You know, like, <laughs> so with stand-up comedy, you have the immediate feedback and you're like, okay, well, so I'm doing good and keep yeah. going. Or I'm not doing so good, but I'm still going to keep going. But, you know, like, you know instantly yeah. what's going on. Do you like have an autocorrect like where like you're oh an audience isn't feeling a, a a line or a joke or whatever and you like immediately like moving past that like with you know is that a thing? Um, I mean okay so I I take note that oh they didn't like this, uh, and I just keep going like it doesn't really get to me I don't feel bad when I huh. bomb I actually don't mind bombing because <laughs> it's kind of uncomfortable and I like being in uncomfortable situations kind of I don't know yeah. so I don't mind bombing um, but I'm just like okay they didn't like how I said that I just keep going yeah yeah I don't know what Sorry. was the question that was it okay you got it but uh, we were going back to your first open mic uh, story actually like because you wanted to take it to the people and so you had you came with a with a with a plan then and you yeah uh, my first open mic was at bossy girls. And I shout out to Bossy Girls, oh, yeah, with Mark Lucas four nice. years ago, yeah. And now it's with Gillian, it's a really good show, still. Yeah, you know. what night is that? Tuesday, all right. Tuesdays, you might you might just see Walter out there, yeah. The comedy mic at eight, music mic at 10. It's a good night, yeah, yeah. So that was your first one, and and you, how'd you do? I did pretty well, like, I was surprised, and like, um, so. Before I before I went there, I told my sister that I was going to do stand-up comedy because, like, she likes to tease me and all the stuff. And so I knew if I told her and I didn't do it, like, I would never hear the end of it. This would be a thing between us forever. So I told her because hmm. I knew she would hold me accountable. <laughs> so then we went there together, and I got there kind of late. Uh, and they put me at the end of the list, and I went up, and I did the things that I had prepared. I prepared for, like, a few months. And, like... You know, I wanted to go up. I'm like, oh, not tonight, not tonight. Until eventually it was the night. So I went up with my stuff, told my jokes, and they laughed at almost everything. Like, and I was surprised. And my sister was looking at me like, I didn't think you were that funny. 
Okay, like, <laughs> I told her my jokes beforehand, and she was like, that's not good. That's No, you're wasting your time. <laughs> oh, damn. You went up with negative feedback from your family, from your loved ones, and still powered through and made people laugh. Yeah. Well, so she's my younger sister. I'm like, you don't know shit. Like, oh, I'll show yeah. you. You know, that kind of stuff. Um, but I went up there, and my first set went went great, better than I could have hoped for. And so that's why I kept doing it. You know, like if I bombed my first set, I don't know if I would have continued doing really? it. Really? Yeah. That would have been it. Because I was just trying. I was just like, let's see what happens. You know, like I wasn't really committed to, because I'd always seen myself as a as an audience member, not a performer. And like I write on the side and I want people to read these things, but no one's going to read your stuff. There's so much stuff on the internet, you know? Yeah. And so I was like, let me try and take it to people, see if this medium will work out. And it yeah. did, and so that's that's good. Yeah. Have you done uh, writing uh, since then out, outside of stand up? Yeah, I write poems and um, short stories. I want to write a novel. I have like three ideas. They're all like half started but not finished. Um, Meaning uh, the novels have started, or the uh, conceptualizing the novel. Uh, I mean, like I have an outline and okay. like characters and some scenes and wow, that's pretty interesting. Yeah, but also I'm not disciplined, you know. So whenever I have free time, like I'm like I should write. Then I'm like, okay, let me get a little high because that will help with my. <laughs> and then I get too high, and now I'm just high, and like you know, okay. So <laughs> <laughs> you missed the sweet spot. Yeah, so I need to figure out that balance. <laughs> so that's what I'm struggling <laughs> struggling with right now. But comedy is okay, you know. You can just go talk and like. Yeah. Because um, it's more instant. Um, I don't know where I was going with this, but like <laughs> it's easier to do comedy when you're drunk or high than it is, is it? to like. Do you feel more of a connection to, to like the vibe of the room and things like that in that case? Um, I just f I feel more likely to say what is actually on my mind. Most of the time, I'm afraid of offending people or like saying the wrong <laughs> thing or that kind <laughs> of stuff. Um, but when I'm drunk or high, I'm like, fuck it. What is <laughs> what's on my mind is what's going out of my mouth and if people don't like it then they will i'll hear about it tomorrow this is why uh, anytime i have a guest here at lampshade media studios the first thing i do is pour him a glass of whiskey yeah <laughs> appreciate that very much I'll oh no problem sip. cheers <laughs> yeah everybody take a whiskey break I hope so. the wife took a whiskey break. Wherever yeah, she is. wherever she is. Yeah, shout out. <laughs> We're all thinking about you, yeah. whoever you may be, and whatever species you may be. Yeah, if you're still alive. <laughs> I don't know. So uh, anyway, um, we were talking earlier, and you had you had mentioned an interest in improv. Yes. Um, yes, I really like improv. Um, the first time I saw improv... Um, so I was in high school and I'd applied to this college and I went on a visit uh, to the college and um, you know how they have like students there host the high school students. So the person yeah, that was yeah. hosting me took me to an improv show. They were called the Sunshine Scouts and they fucking blew my mind. I had never seen improv before and this was good improv. Like they'd been a troupe for three years. So, you know, they um, they, they had a good connection with each other and like the stuff flowed perfectly and i'd never seen improv before and this was good improv and ever since then i was just hooked and also the fact that it's it's uh, spontaneous it's no improv show is the same as another like it's yeah. 
all happening right now in the moment and like it's kind of like ephemeral art like you're, you're there to witness it or you're not you know like how people like take a selfie and you immortalize the picture forever but the moment you you're there for the moment and once the moment passes it's gone yeah and but so i really like that about improv like you either you're either there or you're not and it's different yeah. every time and this Every show is special. This combination of scenes or words or whatever has never happened before. Right. And I don't know, just I really liked the idea of improv. And I wanted to do improv, actually, before comedy. Improv was what I wanted to do, not comedy. <laughs> really, that was, the, that was the, the, the main thing. Yeah. And I know I said about like um, how I, I used to write, I still do, and then like trying to bring it to the people um that was a thing that came later i was like so i had my writing on the side and then i saw improv and i was like oh that's something i want to do too but then also like you know there's no preparation there's no you don't have notes you don't have anything you just go up there with yourself and just hope yeah. it works for the best you know is there is there preparation though like do you like is there mental exercises or is there some sort of like I mean, I know you just have to remember to say yes and. Whatever preparation you could do will not prepare you, prepare you for the scene that will come before you that you have so to So how do you become to. better? Just doing improv regularly so that you, I don't know, just like learning to trust your brain and what you think of. Just I don't huh. know how you become better at improv, actually. Because you never, you never made it a... Uh... <laughs> no, but also now that I'm thinking about it, like how do you become better at improv? Because every like you rely on the audience to tell you a word or something. You know, every scene is different. Yeah. So how do you rehearse for this? I don't know. That's a, yeah, that's an interesting question. Like I hope someday I'll get like some like some some improv people that do it a lot on here. Yeah. Um, I don't know much about all. The only thing I really know about improv, Olivia was like trying to teach me about it a little bit. Yeah. But um, the only thing I know is whose line is it anyway? Yeah, which I grew up on a little bit, which was a that, that that's always fun, you know. I watch that sometimes at night when I can't fall asleep. Oh, no, just, even now? Yeah, I just put it on my, on my phone. I'm like laying in bed, just watching them. Do you watch the old school or the Drew Carey? Drew Carey. Okay. What's the old school? Um, there was like a time before Drew Carey. <laughs> well, it's not on YouTube. <laughs> it, it, it's gotta be. Okay, Ryan I haven't Stiles, come across though, I think, was always involved. And I can't remember everyone else's names. Ryan Stiles and uh, Colin Mockery. The yeah. Dynamic duo. Those, they just bounce so well off of each other. Okay, so that is good improv. Yeah. How can you prepare for that? I don't know. I think they're just naturally gifted. And then they came together and... Yeah, yeah, like, I don't know, I guess the uh, blue-collar side of me wants to say that hard work and, and practice and determination and, like, all of these things, but, like, maybe there is just, like, certain people that have that knack and that wit, that natural... Because you'd have to be naturally witty, right? You'd have to be able to, like... Yeah. I would imagine having a conversation with an improv artist would be the most interesting conversation you could possibly yeah, have. Yeah, because you can't tell if they're for real or not. Like, if they're just... Yeah. Yes and, and would you care? Like, no. it's just it would so be entertaining, fun. Yeah. right? It would be fun either <laughs> way, yeah. Like, like I maybe I, I don't necessarily trust them, but... <laughs> 
I don't know if they're being real, but I'm entertained. That's okay. I mean, you don't trust everyone you talk to, right? But you can still right, have a good conversation right. with them. Still, you ever like talk to that one person that you're just like, you are so full of shit. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. I, you know what I, I, it's like even like I've had this where I've been talking to somebody randomly, and it's just been like, I know you're lying to me. You are entertaining. <laughs> I do enjoy this conversation, but yeah. but I know. And, I, and do like at what point do you call it? Is that true? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Who wants to be that person? <laughs> no, I've definitely had conversations like with people like those, and like, but it's okay. Like, I just like observing people, and so I'm like, okay, this is the kind of person you are, and like, you have interactions with every kind of person, you know. So it's just like, yeah. N- now, now it's our turn. Like, let's. Let's do this and then <laughs> go our separate ways. And like, we'll have our moment. Yeah. So, uh, how long did it take you uh, from that uh, first open mic to uh, book gigs? Like, was there a, a journey there, like a growth um, period where you had to grow into uh, your character on stage and whatnot? Yeah, I mean, I would say I'm still growing right now. Like, um, I mean, I'm. Well, I would hope so. I was assuming there was a growth always. <laughs> yeah, it's ongoing, right? Right. Yeah. And like, so right now I have confidence in myself and my jokes and the stuff that I think and talk about. Uh, But back then when I was starting, okay, I still had some confidence in myself, but also I didn't know if people would like it or whatever, you know, because my jokes especially are very, they're personal, based on personal stories. Oh yeah, you're very vulnerable. Yeah, and like... (laughs) um, Yeah, and so it's based a lot on personal experience, just like making light of stuff but i didn't know how people would respond to it so i'm even now i don't know i'm always afraid that i'll say the wrong thing but like there's no wrong thing to say it's a personal story you know Mm -hmm. so i have this weird fear of just like oh i might say the wrong thing um that's interesting i feel that way but that's like more because my history was like i you know like i did have uh some bigotry in my in my life okay like I, you know, like I can recognize now, yeah. looking back, that like I had some really fucked up ideas, and so there was a period of time where I literally did not trust my brain. Okay, <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Because I, I had these that feeling, instincts yeah. Yeah, that were yeah. just fucking wrong, yeah. and so like I knew and they're that like subconscious. Exactly, yeah. exactly. And I was like working through that, you know. Yeah. So I, I just knew that I could at any moment say something <laughs> horrifying. Yeah. You know. Whoops. Yeah, because I was changing my mind and I was like sorting things out and like, yeah. you know, if anybody's been listening to to the uh, rest of these episodes, mm-hmm. the, I've probably talked about that because I just won't fucking shut up about it. <laughs> but no, like, yeah, I, 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 I was like, nope, you don't trust your brain. Don't say things. Just don't say it. Yeah. And like maybe think about it later and like, you know, process that. Nowadays... I'm much more comfortable trusting my brain and trusting my instincts because like I've, you know, kind of reset myself a little bit. Yeah. And then especially over time, like even if you feel unsure in the beginning over time, like you kind of show yourself that, you know, it's okay. Like, you, you know, like there's no, I don't know. Over time, once you see yourself, you're like, okay, I'm okay. I can trust myself now. Yeah. So what was the things that you were, I mean, unless it's too personal, like obviously this is for the entire public of the world. (laughs) Yes. But but like what were the things that you were afraid of? Uh, You know, like is there a thing? Because that, you know, that's that's 
kind of uh, that's kind of interesting. Yeah, um, I don't know how to how to say it, um, but okay, I feel like I've always had this sort of identity crisis. Yeah. Like I don't really fit in where I am, and like so I moved here from Kenya, like you know, from one group to another, completely different group. And then also when I lived in Kenya, like my family is Eritrean uh, from the country Eritrea. So our tribe is not in Kenya. So even in Kenya, I was still like, I mean, I had friends and stuff like, uh, you know, but still in my mind, like I just felt very different from the, I I just felt like an outsider then. And then I moved here even more of an outsider. I just have that feeling following me around. Um, And then subconsciously i think i just want nothing more than for people to like me like i want people to like me we all want that right yeah but then like feeling like an outsider i'm like i don't know how to get inside so what if i say the one thing that there that marks me as an outsider forever or you know these are just like silly subconscious fears yeah from my childhood that just followed me into adulthood so you've always been on the outside of yeah. the of the group of the in group that's what i felt like but like i had friends and i have friends like it didn't hinder my life in any way but just you know when you look at yourself i don't know just, it was just like an identity it didn't really fit in anywhere mm-hmm. but it was okay because people liked me enough as i was you know yeah and there was no reason to have these feelings these I thoughts i couldn't imagine people not liking you <laughs> i just don't see that world yeah, I mean, yeah, I get along with most people, even people who are different from me. I get along with. Yeah, you most just are there. a very likable person. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, there's like silly fears that childhood insecurities that just followed me into adulthood. Yeah, and you have to let go of those at some point. Um, but so that's something that I'm still working on. Just well. So and and we talked about this a little bit. Uh, being an immigrant is is a big part of your story too. Yeah, like that's a that's been a huge part of your life. Yeah, um, yeah. I feel like literally overnight the world was different. You know, <laughs> what does that mean? Like li- overnight when you moved to America? Yeah. So when when was that? How old were you? Um, it, it was a month before my seventeenth birthday. Oh wow! So you had had a full like yeah. uh, deal. I had yeah. I had and my this was in Kenya. Everything yeah. Not in uh, it's a it's a, a, a uh, what's the uh, we lived <laughs> in Nairobi, Kenya, but my family's from Eritrea. Eritrea, yeah. 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 <laughs> this is like so when I was prepping this episode, I literally <laughs> went to YouTube and like tried to like memorize how to pronounce oh. Eritrea. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> Turns out it was Kenya the whole time. <laughs> Can you pronounce Kenya? Uh, that one I've heard. Yeah. Like I haven't heard of Eritrea. <laughs> okay, yeah. Um, it's been it's more in the news now because of all the uh, the migrants with the boats and all that stuff. Um, yeah. Most of them are from Eritrea and Sudan. Um, Do you have memories from Eritrea? I didn't live in Eritrea. You I were, lived. You in were Kenya. never even born there. No, I wasn't. But I've been to visit. But your family is from there. Yeah, our tribe is from Eritrea. When you say tribe, can you help me out? Because like yeah. that's a very like foreign uh, word to me. It is hard to explain because I tried to explain it to someone before, um, but like the closest analogy that I could find was the, you know when you're in the army and like your unit or like your most close group of yeah. people, like it's it's like a family, but it's bigger than a family. It's like several families. Um, but this is a, a defined thing that people yes. from 
uh, this area understand like, oh, they're from yes. that tribe. This is a tribe yeah. they're in, or this is my tribe. This is your tribe. So each tribe has a different language, a oh shit, different okay. cuisine. So now we all live in the same country. For example, like Kenya had fifty six tribes. Um, so the the British came over, drew the borders, said this is the country of Kenya now, and we speak English here. And so everyone had to learn to speak English, and now we called ourselves Kenyan. But before that, before there was a country, there was a tribe. This was the smallest unit of people that spoke the same language. Oh, my gosh. They all had wow. their own system of government. They all had... You it was very of, localized? Yeah. So, like, many countries, like, you know. Wow, but it was all just, uh, like, just a, a natural, organic thing. Yeah, just, yeah, this is how... This is the smallest unit of a population. Wow. Yeah. So is that something that people are like, that's still a big part of the culture in the in that area? Yes, it is. Um, especially in Kenya. Um, because, okay, so there are 56 tribes, but the two largest tribes, the Kikuyu and the Lua, always, whenever the elections happen, they want the most seats in parliament. They, they want the most power. So those two... Um, Every election in Kenya, there's always like some, some unrest, some, like shit gets fucked up, and like that's why we had to move also. Because in 2006, it happens every four years, but in 2006 it escalated to the point where like they were just going to people's houses and like killing people. Like, oh my gosh! Over political ideas, you know. And wow. So the two largest tribes are always fighting for control. Um, so even in Kenya, like. Are people born into these tribes? Is that yes. how you? That's the only way to get into. That's a the only tribe? way to get in. You yeah. can't like just uh, oh, I changed. I'm now I'm in this tribe. No, because it's like, no, it's no. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I just no. keep saying no. <laughs> that's stupid, Mel. No, no, like, <laughs> I'm I'm trying to find a way to explain it. Like, no, you're doing a very good job, actually. I just have so many questions because this is like so. Because like, there are no tribes man. here. But if you think yeah. about like the Native Americans, they had tribes like the Cherokee or the Sioux. Or exactly, but that was like a and, and that uh, not but I, I should say that was also a natural, uh, organic kind of government. Yes, yeah, um, and so like the tribes we have in Kenya or Eritrea are similar to the Native American tribes. Yeah, where it's the smallest unit of population. And um, when you when you said like, can I convert to a tribe? So for example, it'd be like you. Uh, trying to convert to being a Chinese person, you know, like, yeah, you can't do. There's no way to do that, you know. Yeah, or like I know, I know people like can can become Jewish, which is like bizarre to yeah. me. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah, that's different. But do Jewish people take converts? I don't know. But the Christian and Muslim take converts. Christians and Muslims are actively trying yeah. to convert people. Jews do not do that. They're more like, why do you want to be one of us? What are you, what, yeah. what, what's your deal? But Jewish is also an ethnicity, right? It is, yeah. Okay. I believe. I'm not an expert on this. Yeah, okay? me, I am me neither. Just, uh, <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm just a guy that has a podcast studio <laughs> in his basement. Okay. You're just a guy who has <laughs> ideas. But no, I, I like to I like to learn. That's why I like yeah. to talk to interesting people like yourself. But like so you're so you're seventeen and you're like dealing with some with this with this fucking violence in your country. Yeah, um, and then you just like uh, make it to America, like you like you immigrate to America. Yeah, um, em emigrate would be the uh, emigrate, immigrate, one of them. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> oh, send your correction letters. 
Oh, it's all good. <laughs> Hangingwampshades at gmail.com. Anyway. Where's the wife? <laughs> the hashtag. <laughs> but no, so like you so then you come to America and you've had uh you've had this experience up until the age of seventeen, which is like like I didn't realize like I didn't I didn't know like because you're straight first generation then, like Yes, yeah. Um and my parents are first generation Kenyans. All of us have moved like they moved from Eritrea mm. to Kenya and then I was born in Kenya and then yeah. we all moved from Kenya to America. Yeah, which um, is, I guess, from Eritrea to Kenya is a culture shock in and of itself, right? Yeah, because, like, each tribe has a different language. So imagine, like, going to a country with 56 different languages. Right. Coming from our own d- assortment of languages, you know? Yeah. Um, but, so what What unites all these people with the different languages is, like, English. It's the... English is an international language at this point. They speak English in so many places... And I remember when I moved here, I moved here speaking English already. And people were surprised that I could speak English. They're like, oh, you learned that so quickly. I'm like, no, I'd been speaking it since I could talk, you know. <laughs> so, th- like, this is what unites all the tribes. It's the one common language. But still, they still have these dip- deep divisions within them. And so, especially around election time, they all want to have power of- over the whole country. Wow. Um, got sidetracked. What was the question? Well... um so you moved when you moved to america uh how were you prepared for that like how did you like how did you react to that that shock of you know yeah the Um, different country i remember that's a big stretch from uh from an african country moving from one african country to another even as big of a of a culture shock as that is yeah, yes, uh, even bigger, and, yeah. Because you couldn't possibly be prepared for the, you know, all of the different weirdness in America. Yeah, um, okay, but so I moved from a city in Kenya to a city in America. So um, as far as the, so there was no culture shock I'm in, in that way. I moved from one city to another city, but also so like... So cities are cities, you're saying? Yeah, they're the same all over, but we have... Yeah. The same stuff. There's a carryout around the corner. Yeah. There's fast food. Yeah. And there's like molds. All the you stuff. can get pizza here and there. And yeah. like you, you know, there's takeout. We had cell phones and, and cable and of course, all right. that stuff. Yeah. This is not. Yeah. This is not. All of these things are common yes, across the around world. Around the world. Yeah. Um, but also in Kenya, I think I'd seen like only three white people like my whole life. And then really, yeah. Uh, except for TV, I saw a lot of white people on TV. Did but you have like, an opinion about white people then? Um, I just thought, <laughs> I remember one time when I was younger, I was at the swimming pool and this, uh, it was like a girl and a boy. I think they were siblings. They were like my age. They were there swimming. They were white. Um, I think they were tourists and they were there swimming and the girl, she had long hair and it was wet and like sticking to her face. And I remember thinking it looks so weird. I had never seen hair like that before. Oh, wow. And yeah. I went up to her and like kept touching her hair. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that. I was that person. You know, like here they're like don't touch uh, black people's hair. Like yeah. I was on the opposite end, <laughs> like I touching this that, white person's though. hair. Yeah. And like cuz I'd never seen this before. It just looked so strange. Yeah. There is yeah, that that is a human like reaction. Yeah, it's like curiosity, you know. Right. Yeah. I do know. I do know like enough not to touch a black person's hair. Yeah. Although I will say um Mostly, mostly cougars, but women love to touch my beard. 
Yeah, and they do it without asking. Sometimes. Sometimes, Sometimes they'll come up and ask, and that's even more weird yes, to me yeah, because I'm like, what? Yeah. You want to touch my beard? Who are you? <laughs> well, I mean, it looks nice. I like a nice beard, but like, you know, I wouldn't go up and touch it unsolicited, you know? It's like. It's just, and it, and it feels like. I don't know. It just like there's an odd like sexuality to it too. Like like touching my face, like anything mm. around my face. It's like mm-hmm. why are you touching my face? You know what I mean? There's this like <laughs> it's so intimate. <laughs> why are you touching you know? my face? Yeah. Like yeah. Like no, no. I don't want you to touch my beard. Actually, like <laughs> like like, uh, like uh, unless we're like you know that close. Like but yeah, it's like like oh, can I just you know kind of tickle your balls? You know what I mean? Like it's like no. <laughs> No, that's a little close for me. Well, you asked, so it made it weird. You should have yeah. just done it. <laughs> yeah, if you just did it too, you're right. That would be worse. It would so be I was exaggerating weird. earlier. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, um, back to uh, yeah, back to to the, this big move you made. What, yeah. what city did you move straight to Columbus? Move to Reynoldsburg. Okay, but yeah, Columbus. You know. Yeah, yeah Greater Columbus. Yeah, right. yeah. So I was halfway through high school, and then. Um, what, so what grade were you in when you moved here? Uh. Because 17 would be like junior. Yes. Okay. I, I was thinking about like 11th grade. Yeah, That's yeah, yeah. junior. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and the school the school year is different. There's January to December. Here it's like August to the... January to December sounds like an entire year of school to me. Yeah. But okay. So we... <laughs> <laughs> like what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But like we'd be in school for three months and then we have a one month break and then three months oh, and then one okay. month break. Oh, I could get down with that. Yeah, it was yeah. cool. Yeah, because um, here I guess the summer is three months. Yeah. Yeah, and you want to enjoy the summer because it's, um, you know, and then <laughs> but there because it was hot all year round. Like it didn't matter wh- when yeah. you were in school and when it's you weren't. Always it was, hot. Yeah. It's always like you know like that that season. It was constant. The temperature was mostly constant so you're like, like right at the equator right? yes it was on the equator yeah and so it was just like let's just follow the year january to december mm-hmm. um, but so when we moved here it was like june so i was halfway through 11th grade and then when i moved here i had to start 11th grade again because the school year was starting in august okay um so then so i was like a year older than people in my class so like i wasn't held back <laughs> But right. but just the way things worked out. It was a technicality. Yeah. But what was that like? Did, we, did you like make friends right away? Um, no, not really. I just kept to myself mostly. Um, I, I had a thick accent when I moved here, and I remember like I used to be the person who would answer every question in class, offer to read, just yeah. very active. And then so now I'm in Reynoldsburg High School, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'll do it. And then you know I would say something, and then the teacher would be like, what? You know, like it seemed very hard for people to understand what I was saying. And so that made me feel self-conscious. And uh-huh. then um, and so that's around the time when like I'm an anxious person right now, you know, but that's that's where it came from. Like I wasn't always anxious or shy or yeah. all these things. Um, and like I used to be very outgoing and I'm still very outgoing, but I have to feel comfortable and be around people I'm comfortable with. I don't know. So I just picked up some baggage also from yeah. from that big transition. 
Did you find any like there's a, there's a lot of uh, African immigrants in Columbus? Yeah, uh, especially like it, it seems like there's a large population of Somalis and stuff. Yes. Did you find uh, some community like some people like from your you know like that, yeah. that you could like you know relate yeah. to in some way? Yeah, um, there was a community of Eritreans here. Um, so okay, um, because so even though we lived in Kenya, well, uh, so I I assured associated with Kenyan people like in my class and on the streets like in in the neighborhood but in our house it was Eritrean culture so when we moved to America we moved with the Eritrean culture not with the Kenyan culture so we found an Eritrean community here and we we celebrate like Eritrean holidays like we still have our own thing um and yeah you know I feel very comfortable around those people because we have a mutual understanding um and then I went to college, and that's where I made I made really good friends, and that's when I feel like my life started here, actually. Because um, for a while, I was just, like, wading through all this shit. I was like, why did my parents bring me here? This is terrible. And, like, I would cry at night and ask my mom if, like, if I could move back. Like, you guys can stay here. I don't want to be here. Like, can oh I go? <laughs> yeah, um, and she was like, no, you understand when you're older, blah, blah, blah. And I get it now, you know, yeah. like, you have to make sacrifices. It's such a hard but, call. Yeah, and I know they didn't want to move either because their whole life is there. They're, like, in their 50s, right. starting their life over again, you know, for, for their children. Like, they made the sacrifice for us. And I really appreciate and I'm <laughs> very grateful. Wow. Um, yeah, so that's a huge, huge thing. And like, I feel like I'm, I'm pretty like, I'm, I'm one of the most privileged people in America. Like I'm among that, yeah. that, that class of most privileged people. Like yeah. I have like all of this, like, you know, uh, all of this, like all of the social norms, you know, like I'm white, straight, male, <laughs> cis. Check all the boxes. Yeah. You know, yeah. And, and, and so it's hard for me to imagine like. You know, having to uh, ha- having to make decisions like that, yeah, and and make sacrifices like that, yeah. and like me, like you know, every comedian I've talked to is like you know had issues that they're trying to struggle with, and there's not, I, I, it's not fair to like, you know, like say those are less, <laughs> right? Yeah, but like, goddamn. I mean, they're they're kind of less, right? Like like yeah. my problems like don't really compare. <laughs> Well, you know, you've uh, you've like like been through some fucking shit and you're like still funny as fuck. That's impressive. <laughs> Thank you. I'm just trying my hardest. Right. But also like, you know, you're privileged in your way. I'm also very privileged. Like my parents had the means to move us to this at this sign of danger. They're like, uh, let's go. You know, like. Yeah. So we had the means and I went to good schools there. I went to good schools here. They made sure that I got a good education. You know, like, I also come from a privileged family, uh, but we have different privileges, you know? Yeah. Have you ever uh, talked to a therapist or anything about any of this? Um, yeah, I did a little bit. Um, I don't know. I'm just <laughs> saying, like, I, a friend of mine just recommended this guy. This okay. is uh, Terrence Bjornis. Okay. Um, yeah, I think he's I've heard like, about him. Well, like... It, it, he specializes in in phone phone okay. work, so it's kind of convenient, yeah. and he's well within Lampshade's budget. Okay. So I think, would you like? You know what? I could call him. Do you want to? I mean, yeah. I'm, you want to uh, talk? Sure. Let's see. We could have a little little sesh. 
I mean, if you're if you're paying for it. <laughs> well, you know, like I, like I said, he's well within, okay. well within Lampshade's yeah. budget. I mean, I'm I'm willing to see what comes yeah. what comes out of this. Yeah. All right. Well, hell, like let's give it a whirl. Like, let's you do know, it. This is like you know the most serious shit in the world. So let's take it real seriously. Wait, what is his name? <laughs> Terrence Bjornus. Terrence Bjornus. Yeah, man. Okay. A friend of mine recommended him. He's like, hey, this is this is in your price range, and he, you know he focuses on mostly phone call work. So like, okay, that is co- convenient. <laughs> See if we can. Uh, Hi, is this uh, Terrence Bjornis? This is Nell. Yeah, yeah. Did my friend tell you about me? Like, this, my, my, my buddy was yeah. like telling me about you. That's for damn sure. He said, uh, he's, yeah. he said you did a lot of phone work? Yeah, primarily by phone. Huh, well, that's interesting because, like, that's very convenient for me. Wonderful, wonderful. Well, like, so I'm sitting here with my friend Walta and, uh, Hello. and, Hi, yeah, say hi. Yeah, yeah. T- talk to Terrence. Hello, Mr. Terrence. How are you doing today? I, I'm I'm doing wonderful, Walt. Am I pronouncing your name correct? Yes, that's perfect. Okay, fantastic. Yeah, I well, mean, um, so uh, <laughs> you guys have been sitting around chewing the fat, as it were. Yeah, you know, Walta. Like, I just was talking with Walta, and she has been through a tremendous uh, life. Like, she's had a lot of shit in her life, and like, you know, and and I asked her if she'd like, you know, talk to anybody about it, and it, apparently, like, just a little bit. And I was like, hey, I got this guy. Uh, I thought maybe you could help her out a little bit. You yeah, know? I'm I'm willing to to try. You know. Just try, try. Well, I'll, I'll do whatever I can. I primarily work with some uh, people that are in contained environments. Um, my fee is very low. Um, people that are uh, uh, ex-convicts, uh, people that are bedridden, are in the house. That's okay. why I usually work by phone. Okay. And I myself don't like to leave the house too much. Okay. Um, do you do in-person visits? I'm sorry, what? Do you do in-person visits? Like, can I come to your house? Um, maybe. That would take some logistical uh, associations and uh, possibly a contract involved. But uh, as long as I can ask you my experimental therapy questions, because sure. it works on several avenues of uh, uh, patient compliance and, uh, you know. Okay. I'm not a doctor, by the way. My parents were, um, but I am not a doctor. Um, You're not a doctor. I read. I am not accredited doctor, no. But I am very much involved. Wait, are you? Yeah, I did. I did. It's in my (laughs) genealogy. It's in my blood. I was locked in a closet and uh, told to read a dictionary of uh, modern American uh, psychology. So I have it innate. Oh damn! So you're not a doctor. You were just born into it. I'm born into it, yeah. I'm, okay. I'm naturally inquisitive. Okay. It's a doctor by blood. Okay. Th- exactly. Yeah. I think well, it works sense. like that, too, sometimes. All right, well, like, let's it see does, if... It does, doesn't it? Yeah. Do you think we could make some progress today? Let's see what you got, Mr. Terrence. We'll see. So I have some questions, okay. and uh, I do have patient compliance. You are willing to do these questions, right? Yes, I'm compliant. Okay, wonderful. That's fantastic, Walter. Um, some of them are fun. They're just for, you know, uh, some of them are some, you know, just a little some giggles because I hear that you're a comedian and you like to laugh and make other people laugh, which is wonderful therapy. <laughs> yes, it is. Yeah. 
isn't it? Yes, laughter is the best medicine. Someone said that one time. Somebody oh, said that's that a right. lot. <laughs> I've seen that before. Yeah, I have, and it's true. It's true. So I have these ten questions here, okay. and um, hopefully we'll stick to the path. Um, if it doesn't get too exciting, <laughs> but we'll see um, what happens. Okay. Um, some of them are general. Well, we'll just start it off. You ready to go? Let's yes. Go. We're let's burning do it. daylight here, as they say. We yeah. are. We're, it's, it's going down. <laughs> it's going down. Right now. Yes. Okay. Well, um, what is your zodiac sign, Walter? My zodiac sign is Cancer, which I think is appropriate because. It's a disease, and people don't like diseases. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, that's okay. Now we're, now we're getting somewhere. That's a pretty hot take on your Zodiac side. I didn't mean to say that out loud. I'm a cancer. Okay. Well, that's fine. It has other properties as well. Yeah. I'll just mark that down here in my okay. extensive notes. Okay. Okay. Um, if your name... This is the second question. Okay. If your name had a smell... Mm-hmm. What would it be, and why? Um, it would smell like, um, you know, like a dirty river when it's like a dirty river. Yeah, you know that smell when it rains and you're by a river and the, yeah, that yeah, weird smell, like a, a, a salty kind of. Uh... Yeah, I don't even know how to describe it. Just dirty river. Uh, I, I think oh, I like a post precipitous river. Yes, that's okay, how. Okay, so it's got new it. fresh water. Well, that's good though. That's good because the water is being replenished. Yeah, and it's, and it's washing away the dirt and all that stuff. Right. Yeah, that's good. It's, you're beginning anew. Fantastic. Oh. <laughs> I like um, that interpretation. Uh, oh. What's that? I'm sorry. No, I like that interpretation. It's like it washes away the shit, and you're beginning anew. I like that. That's good. That's good. I don't, I don't use much many bad words, as it were. But okay. you're a comedian, so that's that's how you paint. So yeah, with, wonderful. With shit. Um, question three, and this yes. is a fun one. Okay. You can have a third arm. Mm-hmm. Where is it? Um. It would be in my butt, so that Ooh. I could so that I could just sit. I could just sit oh. down. If I had, your arm, you would sit on your arm. Wait, if I had a third arm, where would it be? Arm, arm. Yeah, where would it be? Where would your third arm exist on your body? It would be in my butt, so that when I sat down, my legs and my third arm would be like a stool. Oh, so you could just sit anywhere. Yes, I could sit anywhere. Oh. That's convenient. Yeah. I could. I never thought of that. I always imagined mine would be on the top of my head, and then I would try to do a cartwheel, and then I would break my neck. <laughs> that sounds terrible. Because my arm wouldn't be that strong enough. I know. I don't like to think about it, but I like to ask other people. You should move it. Well, I'm kind of stuck with the top of the head because like, I'm kind of short, so I think grabbing things would be, would be okay. advantageous yeah. for me. From like cabinets up above and stuff. Right, but you mean okay. in your butt as if it's coming out of your anus or is it attached to the outside of your butt? Um, ideally, uh, right above my butthole, so that I can still poop, you know. But um, of course, yeah. yes, yes, and it would, it could, it could do the services down there. It could wipe. 
Well, I mean, yeah, I guess it could. Yeah. Okay. So it it has more yeah. than one use. I was just gonna sit on it, but if we could do other stuff too, that's good. Efficiency. That's yeah. Great. Great. You're a very efficient, clean person. Is what I'm getting. Um, question four. Okay. Your feet mm-hmm. can feel no pain. Now, this is going into your imagination now, okay. just like the previous question. Okay. Your feet. This is a sensory awareness uh, segment. Mm-hmm. Your feet can feel no pain. You can walk down a beach next to the ocean, mm-hmm. and instead of the beach being made of sand, what would you like the beach to be made out of? It could be made out of glass. It could be made out of Legos, fur, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so like a, a carpet, but instead of the carpet hairs, they're just like little shards, just like sharp things. You know how a carpet looks? It, it looks like hairy, but instead of hair, it's like sharp things. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just... I want like a surface... If there's a surface of very many sharp things and you step on it, like, would you balance perfectly on top of the sharp things? I don't know. This is something I thought about before. Is this like a, like a bed of nails situation? Yeah, but very tightly packed that it looks like how a carpet looks like. It just very, looks like tight, tightly packed. Huh. Oh, okay. So like, would it poke <laughs> you or would you balance on it? Because there's so many, you know? Right. Even distribution, yeah. Yeah. Are you are you okay? Yes, I'm, I'm just I'm lying in a bathtub full of dirty dishes, so I just try to get out of it real quick. Use your excuse me. Can okay. we uh, let's just go back a step? And I'm fine. Did you just uh, did you just say that you were lying in a bathtub full of dirty dishes? That's where I keep my dishes. Anyway, let's go to question four, uh, five. Sorry, I lost track. Wait, thinking about those dishes. I have a question. I'm sorry. Yes. Why are you sitting in a bathtub full of dishes? And is the water on? Because you should wash those dishes. No, they're dry. They're dirty. They're, they've been dry. They dry for at least eight hours before I wash them. Um, question five. <laughs> Where are my keys? Probably in your bathtub. No, no, they're not. Let me give you one more try. Where are my keys? In your third hand? No, no. They're tied to the drawstring of my sweatpants. Okay. (laughs) Here they are. Here they are. I've got them. That's where I always keep them. You'll never lose them there. Yeah. Yeah, I don't take many rips. I went skydiving once, and I have to tell you that it was terrifying. The urine reached my shoes before I jumped, and uh, I was not dry by the time I hit the ground. I can assure you that. Oh. Um, the lesson is never go skydiving. It's terrifying. Okay, question six. Well, maybe... You have... I'm maybe, sorry. Maybe you don't go skydiving. That's a lesson. The lesson is Terrence shouldn't go skydiving. Or... Oh, well, I would never give... Well, think of what happened to a bird if a bird gets destroyed by you on the way to the ground. What a terrible thing for the bird. They will see you coming from a mile away and they will fly away. Maybe, but what a terrible way to die, to be a bird and be murdered by a middle-aged man screaming, falling out of the sky. I tell you, I got a side with Terrence on this one. I'm sorry, what? 
Well, I was just saying, I got to side with you on this one because birds are always flying in front of cars like they just want to get hit, you know? So right, it, yeah, they kind I of they say, have a, a death wish in their bird brain. If I saving think. birds is a is a part of your you know your 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 deal, uh, I would definitely like avoid skydiving. I think I think he's right. Okay, this guy, I love a, I love watching them. I love watching them, not falling and crushing them. Okay, I guess. But, okay, but yeah, we got to get some work anyway, done on it. Uh, we want to make some progress. Yeah, it seems like right, we've here been... we go. Okay. Question six. Okay. Do you have any acute or chronic pain due to an accident that occurred on a boat or a pleasure craft? Um, I, I have injured myself with a pleasure craft before. <laughs> what? <laughs> really? Yeah. But so, yes. Was it a pontoon boat? Um, it, it, was, it was a vessel of sorts. A vessel. Yes. Oh, I see. Not like a an old Viking ship or a canoe or something. Or something. Or something. Yes. Okay, well, we'll leave that one dot, dot, dot. Yes. I will sign that up. Dot, dot, dot here in my dialogue. Thank you, Doctor. Um, sure. Well, let's just say, Papa, call me Dr. T. Dr. T? Dr. T, like Mr. T, yes. when he would say, you know, um, I pity the fool. Whereas I would say, I welcome you and your pain, and you're not a fool. Okay. Um, Thank yeah. you. I'm going to spin it. Am I welcome to your... Um, do you make house calls? Because I want to come see this bathtub. Um, not till the dishes are clean, <laughs> which okay. could take several days. Okay, I figured, um, yeah. Okay. That's fine. I, I use bleach. Anyway. Oh, my gosh. Excuse me. I'm just... Sorry, that's just a large bag of chips. That is uh, uh, incredibly loud for a phone professional. Are you getting out of a bathtub? Um, I I did state that I do not leave the house much, so I kind of but, just give me a moment here. Like out of the bathtub. Okay, and and here we go. Okay. Question seven. Okay, what is your favorite Muppet character or? Or character in a Jim Henson universe. Um, I mean, I like the. If you had to choose one, like as a buddy on an adventure. I like the two guys that sit up in the balcony talking shit about everyone else. Um. So if you. Oh yes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but like, if you yeah. want to be my friend and we can go sit up on the balcony, then we can be those two Muppets. I think you're oh, cool. They I think are we would. Scamps. <laughs> Terrence and Walter, yeah. as two Muppets. Yeah. This, yes. Sounds, oh, I can see the show now. It would be canceled you, after the first episode. Because they don't uh, know what good not. TV is. No, no, you would succeed. Because I, I, I sense success in your voice. <laughs> and you guys could talk about that vessel anecdote. I am so yeah, excited yeah. to hear this diagnosis. Yeah, actually, I... We've got two more questions, right? Yeah. Two more. Yeah. How much time do we have? I feel like I've I've digressed. Have I gone well, on too long? I'll be damn sure we got two more. Uh, we got two more questions worth. I hope there's a yes, method. Yes, we do. <laughs> I hope there's I a method. Wait. Yeah. Like I am, like I am just thrilled to see the progress in your life after tonight. Yeah, because oh, I mean, yeah, you would take it indoors and then leave it outdoors. That's what you'll do. You'll walk and talk and. Um, the sun will look different tomorrow. 
Question number eight. Do you have any superstitions? Um, yes. What are they? Uh, if you wear red during a thunderstorm, you'll get struck by lightning. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. <gasps> really? Is it? Wow. Yeah, someone... I've never heard that. Oh. Well, it's a thing. Don't wear red during a thunderstorm. Well, I'm, I'm going to take your advice. Ooh. I'm a, I'm although, a new one. Although one time I wore a red shirt just to taunt this superstition. I didn't get struck by lightning, but I think it's because it struck someone else on that day. Someone else was wearing a red shirt. But so just to be on the safe side, don't wear red. Well, that's oh, you learn good things here at Lampshade Media. Yeah, that's something. So it's like the lightning is like a bull, and it's gonna chase you down. Yeah, but you don't really here. have to worry about that, do you, Terrence, in your house? <laughs> no, I don't. No, no, I have no windows either. So that's fantastic. That's Question, good. and this is a big one. Okay. Okay. Yes. Okay, this is a big one. Okay. Now, we're going to need to go back to what I would call an invented real memory. Okay. Okay. A a memory that exists Mm -hmm. uh, both within and without you, and we're going to uh, invent the scenario. Okay. Now, I need you to go back all the way to the beginning. The beginning of? You are. A beginning of it all for you. Like you are. <laughs> okay. yes, yes. All. Okay. Okay. Go on. Imagine that you are your mother's egg inside of her. Uh-huh. Yes. And just before your father's sperm reaches you, hmm. as the egg, uh-huh. what song is playing? What music can you hear? Uh, was it "Stairway to Heaven"? <laughs> Oh, I see. So, Stairway to Heaven is your conception music. Yeah, I can, you know, yeah, I think about it. It's, it's coming back to me now. Yeah, I remember hearing it in the background as all the stuff was happening. Yes. You can hear the I stuff happening? I get a lot happening? of 70s music. I can hear this. I really happening. do. I'm everywhere. I think it's because I, I interview people, a lot of people that were born in the 70s, and I've gotten, like, play that funky music, White Boy. Um, my friend said that his parents would have a gleam in their eye every time that song would come on. And uh, actually, one of the more popular ones is uh, I'm Your Captain by Grand Funk Railroad. Okay. Uh, yeah, that's a lot of them. Yeah, actually, uh, I, I had a patient who uh, was conceived during that song at a live concert in 1971 while his parents were making love behind a trash can somewhere in the middle infield of Shea Stadium. <laughs> There's a video of it. It's fantastic. That sounds romantic. Um, right. Um, yeah. Well, I have diagnosed that. Yeah. I'm like, what is going on, Dr. T? Like, you've been asking me all these weird questions. You haven't even asked me about, like, my day did you even say hello? I don't remember. You probably did. Never mind. <laughs> but yeah, so what is what have you come up with after this weird What line? have I come up with? Uh, yes. Well, there's one theory that... Uh, I, well, Dave, and, uh, sorry, it's just doing a little cleaning. Just, are, you, are you also a dentist? I stepped on something, and I don't know what it is. <laughs> I stepped on something. That's, it's fine now. I cleaned it up. That's for the best, that you don't look... I've got it. Yeah. 
Uh, everybody? Yes. I don't know where you are or what you're doing, but do not move. Okay. There's a snake in my apartment. That sounds like... What? Wait, we don't move? <laughs> you don't move. No one move. <laughs> no one move. The vibrations through the phone mm-hmm. might upset it. Oh, it's right. coming. Here it comes. Dr. T. Oh, my God. Yeah. Ow, ow. It got me. It got <laughs> me, guys. You just got bit by oh a snake. Oh, my God. I did my snake. There's a snake in my apartment, and it bit me. Is it, is <laughs> it guys... colorful, or is it more earthy toned? <laughs> oh, what is it? No. Because the colorful large. ones are poisonous. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that hurt. Did you invite oh, the snake goodness. into your house? Uh-huh. Did you invite the no, snake? No, I, okay. I think it was hiding in the dishes. In the bathtub? <laughs> You've been in there the whole time? What? Oh, what do I... Oh, do I suck it out? Is yeah. what I do? Is yeah. it colorful or is it earthy? The snake. The earthy what? What is earthy? <laughs> suck it out and drink the poison in your mouth. Don't you know. put it in my mouth? I feel like you're giving him bad advice. Walter. Well, he's a bad doctor, oh so... <laughs> I think I'm in my snake. You're telling me I'm a bad doctor. Well, I just, just I've heard. Is just, sorry. Is this all for real, or is this a part of this diagnosis? Because I, I still oh, really want to hear a diagnosis. Yeah, everything's gonna be fine. You're gonna be fine. I, I gotta. I should go. Okay. Okay. Uh, I should go. Oh, you should God. call someone just in case so that they can come find your body afterwards. Yeah, make I a. Should. You know, yeah. we've got oh, too much to do to now. report this, but like, yeah. definitely take care of that. Man. Yeah. Thank you, doctor. Oh my you God. Know. You'll be fine, Walden. You'll be fine. Okay, I hope you're fine too. I hope. So. Oh, I'm yeah. not. I'm not okay. Yeah, and if you do have oh, a diagnosis, God, just go ahead and send that to hangingwampshades at gmail dot com. Yeah. Um, and we'll uh, hopefully like, be able to learn from that if you live. But okay. Hopefully. Hope you guys have a good day. Thanks. Okay. Thank, Thank you, Doctor T. Bye. All of you. Okay. Bye. Bye. Uh, <laughs> I. I don't know. I just hung up. I don't know if he was a real doctor. Where did you find this guy? Well, um, I got a recommendation from, from a person who? that I used to trust. Used to trust. Okay, <laughs> good. You know, like, yeah, for a guy that does phone work, like, you'd think he'd, he'd like, have less snakes in his, uh, in his bathtub with his dishes. Well, or more phone etiquette. You know, like... Put the dishes away before you get onto the phone. I don't know, Terrence. Like, we'll have to talk. Like, I hope he's okay. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I hope he is too. Um, <laughs> Do you feel yeah. better? After talking to Terrence? Yes. Do you feel, like, uh, better about your life and, like... Uh, yes, because I'm not sitting in a bathtub full of dirty dishes that a snake is hiding under. Holy shit. <laughs> That's a breakthrough. Yeah, I'm... D- <laughs> I'm doing so much better than I thought. You know what? Yeah. Walter, his his methods are odd. They're unconventional, for sure. He's experimental. Yeah. He's an experimental therapist. Yeah. Holy shit. But he pulled some truth out of the... Out of the... Yeah. The noise. This world of shit. Pulled some truths out of it. And now he's he's going to die. No, 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 no. I kind of think my theory right now is that he knew... That we needed to feel away. Okay. And he manipulated us. 
and Smarter told us than exactly we what we needed to hear. Yeah. You know what I mean? Is he Jesus? I, I'm not into cults. No, we'll just say no. So, okay. <laughs> yeah. I don't know about this savior shit. Like, but like, you know what? I think, uh, <laughs> I think Terrence Bjornos, Dr. T yeah. is, uh, I think he's a good dude. Yeah, I I would recommend him to someone just so, just so that they can have the experience that we had just now. <laughs> We're gonna do a complete and utter subject change at this moment. Let's do it. I want to know what your favorite joke is that you tell. That I tell. Yeah. Um. There's this okay. There's one joke that I really like. That some people like and some people don't. It's silly, but it's like. I want to leave you guys on a high note, and then I just like ah, just make a high note. With <laughs> <laughs> that completely works for me, <laughs> and it's dumb, but I fucking love it. That's my favorite joke. <laughs> okay, that's like <laughs> I love the silliness. Yeah. Like my favorite joke when I was growing up, and this is like you're way t- more talented than I am. So you, like your like your joke is like got more importance than mine mm. but i did like this silly stupid joke where there was uh there was two cupcakes baking in the in the in the, in the oven mm-hmm. and uh and so one cupcake said to the other hey and he pulled his collar a little bit mm-hmm. he said, oh, it's getting kind of hot in here and the, the other muffin looks at him and says holy shit a talking muffin <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah and this is like this kind of like yeah ridiculous like <laughs> like, like surreal the, and absurd uh, yeah, yeah call to the absurd and yeah. the obvious <laughs> i like that yeah yeah this is uh this is good shit Where, this, you like did you were you aware of monty python at all yeah i've seen some of their stuff some of it yeah some of it but it's not like because like you are you know you know a woman and yes. you're not supposed to like Monty Python according to, to tradition. Who said that? I that didn't is, know that. <laughs> apparently, that is a rule of thumb. I've never you know? heard that before. There is a few women that do like Monty Python. Yeah. But apparently, it's supposed to be atrocious. I like women. like their their greatest of, their best of, but I haven't like watched every episode. But okay. I've seen enough. I mean, I've seen a lot, but yeah. not everything. Yeah. Do, are you into sketch comedy though? Yes, sketch comedy. Improv. What's your jam on sketch? What do you mean? Like what kind of sk- well, what's what show are you like like do you want to talk about right um, now when I ask you about sketch comedy? Uh, okay, so recently I've been watching the Tim Robinson show that's on Netflix. Yeah. Yeah, um, but then also what is the Mighty Boosh? Do you know the Mighty Boosh? I do not. Okay, it's a like surreal. It's way out there. Yeah. It's really cool. It's like on smoke YouTube. a joint and watch that show? Yeah, yeah. Th- okay, that's and a like, good recommendation. There. I remember the first time I watched it, I didn't get it. I was like, what the fuck are these people doing? Or like this, it, it was just so much chaos and like I didn't get it. And then I took acid with my friends and then we watched it. And then all of a sudden it made sense. Everything clicked. Yeah, it, it fell in the right place. And now I watch it again when I'm sober and like it. it it still clicks. Okay. Yeah, because <laughs> you had that one like. I just like, needed to get over the hump, but it's a really weird and like, but it is accessible. You know, it's like okay. you can. Yeah, you sh- you should check it out, Mighty Bush. Yeah. What's the what's the like the comedy style? Is it like like intellectual? Is it fart jokes? Is it like what's the deal? Um. So it's like. So it's it's these two guys, and one of them owns a shop. 
but and they sell like weird things in the shop and like random people come into the shop and they go on like weird adventures like um just weird people going on weird adventures and the shop is like the center of it and people come into the shop and the moon is one of the characters and the moon talks sometimes and like it's just a bunch of weird shit happening wow okay yeah this sounds pretty trippy yeah and it's it's really good i think you yeah. should check it out yeah i know like more like accessible like basic shows like like mr show or like I don't think I've seen that one. It's like an HBO deal. Okay. It was big for a minute. Okay. In the in back in the day they brought it back. It's uh, back Bob in the Odenkirk day. and David Cross. I like Bob Odenkirk. I'm like eh, on David Cross. Oh really? Yeah. What about Arrested Development? I fucking love to Tobias. I like I like his character. That character. But David Cross his comedy, I don't know. Maybe his I'm just up. not his audience. Yeah. Yeah, there's sometimes like it's like you were talking about a little bit with uh, with with stand up versus improv. Yeah. Um, people that do characters sometimes their characters are better than their stand up, right? Like yeah, there's character people that can create a character and yes. and, and perform a character. Yes. That like you know stand up's a different animal. And then when they're being themselves, I'm like, oh, I don't like you as I, yourself. I enjoyed his. Uh, what, what was that show? He just uh, his last uh, a stand up thing. Um, I thought it was uh, pretty entertaining. I can't remember the name of it because I don't you know, remember. Yeah, I'm. I'm <laughs> because I'm reasons. a couple whiskeys yeah. deep at this point. You know, yeah. more than a few. Like Tyson, God bless him. He's always telling me to stop drinking whiskey when I do podcasts. And I'm like, well, that's not how. That's gonna happen. Well, I'll stop drinking after the podcast. How about that? Well, maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, both got to work tomorrow. That's yeah. But anyway, uh, yeah, Arrested Development was like, I tell you what, like, it's rewatchable as fuck. The yes. first three seasons. Yes. Um, season four was kind of weird. Season five is really good. I don't think I've actually watched all of season five just because I like I liked season four. I thought it was super heady. Season because four was the one where they were all in different places. Exactly. Like, okay. But they all interacted in ways that uh, weren't yeah. obvious. Yes. Yeah. So like the joke was that like the camera was following Tobias this episode and all this weird shit would happen that wouldn't make any goddamn mm-hmm. sense at all. Yeah. But as the series went on, yeah. as the season went on, I should say, uh, you'd see another person's perspective that mm-hmm. would make sense of the reason that rabbit fell, you know, across mm-hmm. the uh, screen at that moment, you know, that kind of shit. Well, like that one time there was an ostrich randomly running through the apartment. Exactly. What the fuck? And then a few episodes. And they later. don't explain it <laughs> yeah. in the episode, yeah. right? It was actually pretty genius. Yeah. I did enjoy that. Now that I think back to it, yeah, I, I enjoyed that too. Yeah, just the the narrative style. But you had to be you had to be willing to kind of stick with it. Yes. You had to be, and, and I think six episodes in, you're like, "What the fuck is?" You're going finally on? learning what the fuck happened <laughs> yeah. to Lindsay. Yeah, way it seemed like way late in the season. You're finally learning like what the deal was with her, where you're like, "What the fuck is going on with this?" One? Yeah, you know, that kind of thing. Meanwhile, the whole time they were telling one story, just from different people's perspectives. Yeah, the whole the whole the whole season is one story, one from big thing, each yeah. individual perspective, yeah. and so you get replays the entire time. Yeah flashbacks and whatnot yeah, like yeah. you've you've been acquainted with this that's pretty fucking thick writing right yeah Th- that's genius yeah i think yeah. I, I would use that word yeah it is like it's like requires a lot of thought on how every like angle impacts another 
Yeah, you can tell they worked hard on that and like moved it around till to the right place. So like when you're writing, mm-hmm. how are you like some people do more narrative writing? How do you, you know, what's your what's your angle on writing? Like how do you like are you like stringing jokes together? Are you like, you know, what kind of like uh deal are you doing there? Um Okay, so like I'll have a thought. I'm like, "Oh, that's really funny." Then I'll write it down and then Okay, so I I don't know. I start with the punchline and then reconstruct from there. Oh, really? Yeah. So you know this is a funny ending. Th- this is fucking funny. Okay, so now build the rest of it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So like when you're setting it up, that's the end of the joke from your perspective. Yeah. So I start with the punchline. You're like and when then the audience begins hearing it, it's like this is like the completed joke in yes. my mind. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Wow. And that's why that's why I'm not. I feel like I wouldn't be good at improv or because like I need to prepare. I need some time. I don't know. I'm not good at like spontaneous stuff because it comes to me in pieces, not all at once. Yeah. I have like one piece and I have to go find the that rest of the pieces. That makes sense because you said like you don't really trust your brain. Yeah. <laughs> right? Sometimes, yeah. Um, yeah, I, but then, then I feel silly about that because I'm like, well, my brain... I feel like I have a good brain. It thinks good things and like I don't know. Like it's done so many good things. Yeah, it's 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 my best friend. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like why am I being so mean to it? I don't know. That's an internal struggle. Yeah, yeah. well I hear that. Yeah. I mean, if you need another sash, with uh, with Doctor T. Yeah, Doctor T. I think he needs. We're not going to do it a now. Session. He well, you know, like I'm sure he, there's a Doctor T in Doctor T's life, you know. But you know, therapists and psychologists, all those are the most crazy people among us because they're they they think they can fix people, you know, like. Oh damn! It takes a certain kind of person to be like, oh no, I can fix you. No, we we yeah. just I don't know, just like an open okay. wound. I'm gonna be honest, like. And this is like gonna get a little existential because this okay. is the end of the podcast right now, yeah. and I'm you know completely wasted at this point yeah. in the podcast. You know, Walter could can can, can confirm this, right? I confirm. Yeah. Wasted. <laughs> Affirmative. So I'm gonna get all existential and shit. Yeah. But like, I think my my attraction to stand ups and people that like perform stand up comedy. Mm-hmm is that these are the only motherfuckers in our society that are willing to state the obvious. <laughs> we are all, like, we're, there's an elephant in the room, mm-hmm. and everybody fucking knows it. Mm-hmm. Stand-up comics are saying, hey, look at the motherfucking <laughs> elephant. Are you blind? Yeah. <laughs> and everyone's like, oh, yeah, there is an elephant in the yeah. room. Oh, yeah, that's, yeah. like, fucking genius, you know? Like, but that is the thing, right? Like, there's these things that we, like, overlook, mm-hmm. and they're, but but they're so important, right? And stand-up yeah. comics can actually address that shit and bring yeah. attention to the most ridiculous things about humanity. Yeah, yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, I, I really like that analogy. Because it's like, yes, there's an elephant in the room, but most people can only see one part of the elephant. They're, you know, like, and, like, just how our brains work. Like, so some people are can only see like the ear of the elephant the comedian yeah. is on the other side of the room they could see the whole elephant and so they're right. calling out to you like hey do you guys see this like yeah you could but you didn't realize what it was you know 
this is the this is the reason that comics like by and large need a Dr. T in their life <laughs> is because like they are able to like they they're 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 able to instinctually like I think pick up on on the on the human frequency like they're able to say feel the vibe of of what's happening in yeah. in, in, in human life and and I know that sounds like kind of geeky but I'm going to bring it down a little bit okay. but just say that like you know, like, yeah, they they can instinctually understand, like, why people feel a certain way. Mm-hmm. And, like, because, like, they're in their head all the fucking time, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And that's, like... And they can play to that emotion. Yeah, yeah. They're, like, I feel this way. And, like, and they're brave enough to say, maybe other people understand this, too. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I feel this way. Other people probably feel this way. Oh, shit. You know what? Like, I can see it now. Everybody feels this way. Mm-hmm. That's funny. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And then also the part of like, I feel this way and I'm sure other people do like, um, for me, just like, like personally outside of comedy, even like I'll be stressed out about something and then like, or, or like freaking out, whatever. And then I'll tell my friend and they're like, Oh no, like th- I feel the same way. You know, like I feel like we're so closed off. If, if we were vulnerable around each other, yeah, we would realize we are all having the same experience and like, there, everyone is your friend. That's a simplification. But like, there's yeah. no need for these walls or these. There's no need for any of this shit. We're all going yeah. through the same experience together. We just don't talk to each other. Well, like the fact that there are people out there that want to harm us yeah. has infected our minds yeah. and made us afraid of the people that want to help us. Right. Yeah. That's like the, and, and again, everybody out there in, in podcast world, I'm all fucked up. Yeah. You know, I'm not an expert, but I feel like we're all just we trying need our to best. trust each other a yes. little more. Yes. Yeah. A little more. Yeah. You know, there are people that want to hurt us and we need to be careful, mm-hmm. but like there's a lot of people that want to love us. Right. Yeah. And most of them are comics. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't trust comics, cause like, <laughs> I mean they're friendly, but like they might take something you said and then make a joke out of it or so. I don't know. I wouldn't trust comics. Like, yeah, cause then they're gonna make a story out of you. Well, I'm gonna just uh, I'm just gonna choose to ignore your advice, Walter. I'm gonna just keep trusting comics. Good for you. You should be open and vulnerable. Just take yeah, the name of our podcast, advice. for yeah. example. Like. Yeah. If I didn't trust comics implicitly, (laughs) would I have named this podcast Mr. Kidnap Your Wife? You know? Uh, Like, obviously, like, I trust comics implicitly. Yeah. But also, like, uh, I I would question your (laughs) your judgment. What is that? Like, what do you... Yeah. um, But, you know, like, even if... You can trust people. You cannot trust people. You have no control over other people. You should go on in your life just being your true, open, and vulnerable self. And whatever other people decide to do with that is their business. Huh. You're just there being open and vulnerable. I'm all about open and vulnerable, but like... I, I need a fucking name for this podcast. Oh, and you're yeah. making me like feel a little uncomfortable. <laughs> um... Search party for the wife. Search party for the wife because, like... Because someone took her. You know what? Like, that is, like... It's really emotional. (laughs) It's 
making me feel away, Walter. This this night has been kind of emotional. It's been it's been a roller coaster of well, sorts. I've also had something in my eye, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, here I thought I was moving you to tears. No, you. No, I had a yeah. I did you know got a piece of wood in my eye earlier, but um, I'm I'm you know I'm stone cold. I'm an emotional person, but on the party for your wife. Christ. <laughs> Oh, See? that makes me feel away. It feels good to be vulnerable. <sighs> Just let it out. Search is it? Um, can I gotta uh, clarify? Um, uh, yo, it's not your. Yes, search party for your wife. Yo, wife. Yeah. Okay. And then it starts. Okay, so we'll get a group together. You know, we're gonna go search for the wife. We're gonna get a group together here, and then. We'll smoke some weed because this is a very stressful situation and we need to calm down yeah. a little bit. And we so to, yeah, we need to be able yeah. to not just react blindly yeah. and really think about every little detail. Yeah. Right? Um, and so we'll just gather around here and have like a nice little smoking session. Around my house? Wherever we I mean, I got, to. like, I, I, I think I get enough weed here. Yeah. Yeah. And enough chairs too. You know, we're gonna need people. <laughs> there are literally twenty chairs in my living room because yeah. uh, once a month uh, we have uh, we have a showcase called Lampshade Media presents live search party for your wife. Well, yeah, that's the name of uh, obviously that's the name of the podcast going forward because it's so goddamn heartfelt and emotional. Um, I no, think Travis like... is gonna like it. Okay, that's he's gonna be the first official. Member of the search party. Well, well, yeah, yeah, but he's also going to be the first official guest. Yes, on yeah. Lampshade Media presents search party for your wife. Yeah, Fuck yeah, yeah. And then after that, we we should go on a search party for the wife. But we're gonna gather here and yeah. recoup, recuperate. Should we do that after y'all perform? This month here? Yes, yes, because we'll, we will have more people. Yeah, at the time of the airing of this episode, I'm afraid to say it might be too late. Like, it's going to happen, like, right around there somewhere, but, like, it's you okay. might miss the search party. Uh-huh. But, like, uh, we will uh, provide an update <laughs> yes. during... Uh, I'm going to make a note mm-hmm. right now that we need to provide an update about the search party when we uh, air the live uh, comedy performance from uh, Olivia Smith, Walt Yosef, and Travis Hosher. Yes. And I've never known if I've ever said Travis Hosher's name correctly, but I really appreciate <laughs> that he's the whitest motherfucker ever, and I can't pronounce his name. <laughs> yeah, that, that's ironic, yeah. I do love that. But I'm pretty sure you're saying Travis correctly. Yeah, I got Travis yeah. down. <laughs> it's just the- I've never mispronounced Walter, though, have no, I? No, no. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, we're about to find out about this search party. Okay. Anyway, thanks so much for joining me tonight. Yeah, thank we you have for had having such me. a yeah. fucking great conversation. Yeah. You are so interesting and so oh. goddamn funny. Thank you. Uh, where can people see you perform regularly? Like what 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 mics you at and where you where you where you playing? Um, so I have a, a regular show that I'm on regularly. It's every second Tuesday of the month at Ace of Cups. It's called Chills and Fever Rock and Roll Comedy Burlesque. No, Chills and Fever Rock and Roll Burlesque Show. And I'm there doing comedy. I said it wrong. Usually I tell people I'm on a burlesque show and come see if I'm doing burlesque or comedy. (laughs) Just come see it. I said it wrong this time. But second Tuesday of every month at Ace of Cups. 
Well, tune in next week for Travis Hoesher on Lampshade Media Presents. Search party for your wife. Fuck yeah. Produced by Lampshade Media. Edited by Tyson Shipman. Music by Tyson Shipman. Voiceover by Austin Hoover. And Mel did things too. Special thanks to Donnie Mossman and Griffin Browning for graphic design. Catherine Smith for photography. And Paddywagon Food for sponsoring our live events. <laughs>